Hi friends, welcome back to the Health Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Elena, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. And I guess even though we're basically done with the month of January, I should still say Happy New Year since this is the first time I'm getting to talk to you this year. I know for me, it feels so crazy to think that it's almost February already. The start of 2024 has looked completely different than I had planned for it to, and I'm going to be talking about all of that throughout today's episode, but just as a preview so that you kind of know where I'm coming from, we had a family health crisis, so to speak, that started on Christmas night and has just gone into the new year and honestly totally changed how I thought the month of January would go. And because of that, I've had a really hard time carrying on with the content that I had originally planned to put out for you guys for January. And hopefully I'll be able to circle back around and share some of that later. But just with everything going on in my personal life and where my mental headspace is, I knew that I wanted to just share a different message with you for now. Maybe you've also gone through something similar or are just going through a time where you aren't feeling quite as motivated or the whole new year, new goals, new focus, you know, all of the January things seem to be just really overwhelming and maybe not aligned with where you are mentally and emotionally right now. You know, I am historically a January one girl. Like I love setting goals. I love thinking about future and planning and strategizing and all of that. So I usually love this time of year, but this year, because of all that's going on with my family, I've just had a really hard time even thinking about a month from now, much less the entire year ahead of us. So to that end, I thought today I would share with you a few things that have helped me to feel like I'm giving some priority to my health, even when I'm not necessarily in a good headspace or super focused on setting goals for it, or maybe, you know, making huge changes with it. So if you find yourself in a similar situation, maybe for different reasons, but you're just not in that new year, new goals mindset, or even in a place where your health feels like it is a priority right now. I I hope maybe you can walk away from today's episode with a few ideas to keep supporting your body's ability to function well and support your health physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So I hope that you're going to find today's episode helpful. Let's get into it. Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward Podcast, where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. So I mentioned it back in the intro to this episode, but I want to give you some backstory of what's been going on in my life since Christmas and into the new year so far. So we spent Christmas day with my side of the family and had a really good day together. Everyone was in a great mood. We all got along. We just had a good time together and we came home around 730. We got the kids to bed to sleep just kind of like a normal night. And then around one in the morning, my phone rang and I got a call from a police officer friend of ours telling me that there was a medical emergency at my parents' house and that my dad had had some kind of cardiac event, maybe heart attack, not confirmed, um, and that they had to resuscitate him and that it looked really bad and that I needed to get to the hospital to meet my mom and my sister um, where they were taking my dad. And so as you can imagine, (laughs) that is a horrible way to wake up. And I was in shock and we had just been together. Not, I mean, it hadn't been 
six hours since we were just at their house. And so just filled with adrenaline, um, trying to get up, trying to get out the door, trying to get my stuff together, trying to not wake the baby. Um, I don't know how long it took me to get out the door. It felt like forever. It felt like I was frozen or just like weighted down trying to like walk through mud or something. It was, it was a really weird feeling, but, um, Anyway, thankfully my husband was able to help me and we didn't wake up the kids and I was able to get out the door and get to the hospital. And when I got there, I met my mom and my sister. And, um, once the ER doctors were able to come talk to us, which took a really, really long time, um, of us just waiting, not really knowing what was going on, but they came and told us that, you know, my dad had had some kind of cardiac event that they, they haven't been able to tell exactly what it was but that he went into cardiac arrest um, when my mom and sister had found him unresponsive, also again on the way to the hospital in the ambulance, and then again once he got there. And so he had been resuscitated three times, and um, they were just having a really hard time keeping him stable. And at that point, they, you know, had just said, like, you know, we're not really sure if he's going to make it. Like, this is very serious, and... In addition to the cardiac arrest, at some point he had also aspirated into his lungs. And so because of that, his lungs um, just were not really accepting the oxygen he was getting, even though they had had him on oxygen on the way there and they had him on a ventilator, you know, intubated once he got there, like he was not um, diffusing or perfusing the oxygen well. And so they were just having a really hard time getting him stable. So once they realized he had aspirated into his lungs, they were able to kind of start working on that and helping with that. But he, um, within a few hours was able to be stable enough to come out of the emergency department and get into the ICU. And, you know, they just kind of leveled with us from the beginning and said like, Hey, we're not sure if he's going to even make it through the day. Um, and if he does, then we need you to know that due to the lack of oxygen, um, for so long, he's going to, maybe never come out of a coma or if he does like he he's just never going to wake up like this it it looks very um it's a very grim prognosis basically and so obviously we were devastated and shocked and just (laughs) that is um nothing you ever want to hear a doctor say but he um spent the first two weeks of january in the icu And to the surprise of pretty much every medical staff member that saw him, he was making progress, little tiny bits of progress every day. He was able to wean off of the ventilator. He was able to breathe on his own. He was able to have moments of seeming like he could hear us um, and have some responses, even though they weren't consistent um, and they weren't anything that really impressed his doctors. But to us, based on the expectations we had, you know, it was very impressive. Um, still all of that time being in a coma. So he was in a coma, I think for 16 days total. And then he did open his eyes and he woke up and he responded to questions that were asked of him. And he, you know, within that first 24 hours of being awake, he was able to shake his head. Yes. And no. And we were sure that he was hearing us and responding to us. And so you know, that was a miracle, (laughs) um, that 
we just weren't sure if it was going to happen or not. That is so hard to make those decisions and to know what's best to do. And, you know, they were really coming at us with like, I mean, they were so kind and so helpful, but just, they were trying to give us the best information that they could so that we could make educated decisions. And, um, it was really, really difficult. So he's been able to move from, he moved out of the ICU to a step-down unit and now has been able to move to kind of a specialty hospital that helps both with rehabilitation, but also for people that have, you know, more complex um, things going on with their health. And so he has still been making good progress, especially compared to what his doctors expect. Obviously it's been a roller coaster and up and down and Um, As with any kind of healing, as I often remind my clients, one step forward, two steps back is a very normal part of healing. Um, It's hard when you're going through it, though. It's hard to see that. So we're now 30 days out from when all of this first happened. And, you know, my family's world kind of got turned upside down. We are very optimistic and hopeful that he's going to continue to heal and make a full recovery. And just so thankful and in awe, really, of the miraculous healing we've already seen take place in him, especially with the prognosis and the outlook that we were given. Um, But to say that 2024 has started off rocky or has had a rough start is probably the most underrated thing I could possibly say. These have been some of the hardest weeks of my life, and um, that's definitely true for everyone in my family. So I'm telling you this for a couple of reasons. One, because I want you to know that miracles still happen. And even when every single doctor and medical professional you talk to has a grim prognosis, they don't know everything and they don't have the final say. And so if you have ever been or ever are faced with a situation like this, I want you to be able to listen to this regardless of the outcome of your story or of mine. And just be reminded that God is sovereign and he is the one in control. He has power far beyond what any of us do, including the most talented and educated of us. And the second reason I'm telling you this is so that you understand where I'm coming from when I tell you that while I love talking about health and obviously think it's so important to prioritize your health and take care of your body, especially watching what my dad's going through, um, I truly understand in a new way what grief and emotional overwhelm does for your ability to care about things that you otherwise really care about. This isn't the first difficult thing that I've been through in my life. If you've listened to my podcast or you know me in real life, you know that I've had battles with infertility and I've faced some really discouraging and complex health conditions in my own life. But even through all of that, I feel like I was better able to be motivated and honestly, like just care about my health, probably because it was, you know, improving my health was part of the solution to the goal that I had at that time and what I was working to overcome. But this has been so very different. Just doing simple things that I teach here all the time has been so difficult for me to feel motivated to actually do. And so I just want you to know that I get it. I may not have truly been able to understand that before, but I understand it now. And this is certainly not going to be the most organized podcast episode that I've ever put out, but I do want to share a little bit of just the encouragement with you that has been shared with me and spoken over me and prayed over me the past few weeks, as well as a few of the practical tips that have been helpful for me to stay grounded when everything felt 
upside down and I should say feels upside down and to not just completely abandon taking care of myself during this. I first just want to maybe remind all of us why it matters. Why, why do we need to focus and have a priority on our health at all? Especially during seasons like this, I think it's easy for us to just kind of throw it out the window and be like, you know what? Like I'm throwing all of myself into helping whatever the situation is, or I'm just completely lost and consumed in whatever the situation is. And that is understandable, but you know, the whole cliche of like, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else really does ring true. And also just as a reminder of, you know, this season that you're in right now is temporary. And I've had to remind myself of that so many times. This season I'm in, this is not going to last forever. And I don't know what it's going to look like at the end of it. And I don't know what's on the other side of it. But I do know that I want to come out on the other side of it as best as I can. And so while this isn't necessarily a time for me to be like reaching new goals and um, taking on new, you know, um, goals or projects with my health necessarily, it is a time that I can try to just support the health that I do have so that I can come out on the other side of it as best as I can. And also so that I can show up and love my people well and take care of them. Right? So if I'm worn down, if I'm sick, if I, if my body is just not able to cope because of all the stress that it's under, I'm not going to do a lot of good for my dad or my mom or my kids or my husband or anybody. Right. And so it does matter to focus on your health. I think a lot of times we get caught up in like focusing on health means like losing weight or being a certain size or being able to, to, you know, run a marathon or half marathon or whatever, some kind of goal. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with having that kind of goal, but it's in hard times that you kind of see why your health is important. You know, I need to be able to show up for my family. And so I have to at least put some priority on me and that can feel selfish and that can feel um, like it's a silly thing to focus on during a time like this. But in reality, it's not, it's worth it because you are taking care of yourself so that you can take care of your people. So I think it can be really helpful to have a future thing that you kind of look at and look forward to at the end of you know, whatever season this is going to be, whether that's six months out, a year out, whatever. Um, but also just really helpful to remind yourself that all seasons come to an end. The thing that does not come to an end, praise the Lord, is his grace and mercy to help you through whatever this season looks like and whatever the next season is going to look like. And I want to remind you and myself that even when it looks like the Lord is not paying attention or he's not acting or maybe he doesn't care that he is and he does and he is working even when it doesn't look the way that you want it to and it might not have the outcome that you want or the timing that you are looking for but 
we can remind ourselves of the truth that if we love him and that we follow him, that he is always working all things to our good. And so it can be really hard to remind ourselves of that, especially when it feels like anything but good and that it might be an impossible situation. But that's why it's so important to ground ourselves in truth and remind ourselves of that and surround ourselves with people that will also remind us of that. You know, those first few days with my dad in the ICU, especially, I mean, my dad, if you know my dad in real life, you know what I'm talking about. Like, he's kind of, um, like, not to use, like, stereotypes, but he's kind of like a man's man, right? Like, he's gruff and he's kind of tough and he's stubborn and just strong and like has a manual labor job and just you know my dad is just that person that like he'll always figure it out and he can there's really not a lot that he can't do and he's kind of we always joke and call him like my dad's last name is Harvey and we always joke around and say that like instead of the Harveys that we were the hard ways because my dad always did everything the hard way like he was a DIY like I'm not paying somebody to do it I'll figure it out myself type person so seeing him in the state he was in completely unconscious intimated not not even able to do the most basic human functions for himself felt really really impossible like how is he ever going to come out of this how is he ever going to overcome like there are just so many obstacles on this road how is he ever going to overcome them and so I think it's really important that we just ground ourselves when we are in really impossible situations that it's not impossible for the Lord. Whether that is going back and looking at situations that have happened in your own life, in your past, the times that the Lord has shown himself faithful, that really helped me is to like go back and think about other impossible situations or seemingly impossible situations I had been in when the Lord made a way. And thinking about in other people's lives that I know, friends' lives, you know, things that just really seemed like, how is this ever going to work out? And it did. And I think that that is really important for us as believers to be able to do that. Like that helps build our faith in times that our faith might be really small. I also wanted to share just a few practical things that... I have done over the past month that um, have helped me to just, I think I've said this a few times, feel grounded when my world felt upside down. And that's kind of a phrase that has just kind of been mulling over in my head because that is what I felt like I had to do was just try to keep myself um, feeling at least a teeny tiny sliver of normal when everything felt so crazy. And so one of my best friends encouraged me really early on in this to pick three things that I could do every day that would help me to feel better, like as far as like feeling a little bit better in my body and then also just feeling more like myself. 
it was hard in the beginning to even think about that but as I started to practice that it started to become easier and I really was able to tell a difference in that so for me I chose three things that took very minimal effort and were things that I already enjoyed doing or could tell a pretty immediate um difference in so like there was a high motivator for me to do it and so one of those things that I chose was um making sure that I always had my matcha latte in the morning sounds really trivial but it was very helpful for me because I needed a good um separator for from the nighttime to the daytime because you know the nights were long we weren't sleeping super well and we were at the hospital long hours and so I needed just like a definite mark in a in the difference of a day I also just wasn't eating very well the first couple of days I didn't really have an appetite my adrenaline was running really high and so I felt like if I did eat I wasn't digesting anything well so anyway all that to say having my matcha latte was a really great staple for me because I knew that at least it was full of good ingredients and um, antioxidants that were going to be helping my body deal with the stress I was under and also giving me just some energy but a stable form of energy that wasn't going to mess with my hormones like it would if I just went and got coffee and not to stress out my adrenals more than they already were so if you've watched my reel on Instagram about how I make my matcha latte you know that I put all kinds of stuff in it um, like vanilla bone broth, protein powder, collagen protein powder, also do some healthy fats. So it is much more like blood sugar friendly than if I were to just like run downstairs and grab, um, coffee from the coffee shop. So that was a really good, um, anchor for me to use as the start of my day. And then the other, um, drink that I love that honestly is even easier to incorporate, um, than the matcha latte is the magic mind wellness um, drinks that I had told you about in the last episode. I love these little things because they are literally a shot size, like two to three ounces. And they're just really full of awesome ingredients, including matcha green tea. So that same benefit of the antioxidants and the sustainable energy. But then they also have other really like brain nourishing ingredients in them, like different types of mushrooms like lion's mane and cordyceps and also have like bacopa in it and just other adaptogens also. So ashwagandha, rhodiola, things that actually help my body deal with stress, which are, you know, that's some support that I really needed the past couple weeks. So they also have echinacea and turmeric and some other immune health boosting ingredients in them. And so That also gave me a little bit of peace of mind, just knowing that I was nourishing my immune system because I'm in and out of a hospital where there's tons of sick people. And when you're stressed, your immune system kind of takes a hit anyway. And so that that was just really um, a helpful option. And I love how convenient it is. And so I was just have them in my bag. Like they're so easy to just take with you or to grab really quick on your way out the door. They don't take prep. And so, um, it's just really easy to do. So I know I told you guys about that in the last podcast and I just wanted to share about it again because just as a little side note, they are actually running a deal for January where if you sign up for a three month subscription, you get the first month for free, which is a really good deal. And then you can actually use my code on top of that, Elena D 20 to get, um, 20% off as well. So if that sounds like something that would benefit you would be an easy thing to incorporate into your day to get just some extra 
nutrients and immune boosting ingredients as well as brain boosting ingredients, then um, I highly suggest that you check that out before the month is over. You only have just a little bit longer to take advantage of that. So definitely jump on that and do that. And you can, I'll put this all in the show notes so that you can just go click on the link, but it's magicmind.com slash Jan, J-A-N, Elena D. And um, my code will be in there as well. It's Elena D20 to get that 20% off. So that was just a little side note, um, but something that I highly recommend that you give a try. So in addition to my drink staples, a couple of the other things that I tried to incorporate into my day was to make sure I was taking my vitamins at some point during the day. Cause like I said, I really wasn't eating super well and what, you know, it was tons of takeout and tons of going down to the cafeteria to eat. And so I knew that I wasn't having a lot of the normal type of food that I would eat. I think I went about eight straight days without cooking anything, which might be a record for me. (laughs) I like to cook. And so we cook a lot of meals at home and that is definitely not my norm, but you know, nothing about this was normal. So having my vitamins and um, like gut health supplements and things like that, just continuing to make that a priority, even though I couldn't make everything else a priority was helpful to just know that I was getting some good things into my body because, you know, I didn't want to get completely run down and then not be able to be there to be there for my dad and be there for my mom and, and just also like to take care of my kids and do the things that I needed to do there. The other thing that I tried to do every day, and some days I missed this because I was just too tired, was to make sure that I got my detox bath in at night before I would go to bed. And, um, you know, like I said, some nights I would like fall asleep on the couch after I came home, or I would just like fall straight into the bed after getting home because it was just, um, I was too tired. But I would definitely notice a difference in my sleep quality when I would make the time to go take my detox bath before I would go to sleep because it would help my body relax. And also I think it gave me an an additional just peace of mind knowing that I was doing something that I already enjoyed and like wanted to do, but it also was supporting just my body's detox pathways as well. And so I think that is the key, you know, it's going to be different for you. Like if you are in a season like this, I would encourage you also pick three things or two things or three things. Um, And your things are going to look different than mine, but what I would encourage you to do is to pick three things that are things that are not hard for you to do. Like you almost already, it's something you look forward to. Like I really look forward to my matcha latte every day. I really look forward to taking a bath before bed. So, you know, those were not things that I had to like talk myself into doing. (laughs) Um, So picking things that you kind of already enjoy, but things that you know are going to be supportive of your health in the long run, and that you can almost just automate. So for you, you know, it might be different than a matcha latte or a magic mind wellness shot or a bath or whatever. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's um, making sure you get your counseling session in for the week or, you know, whatever it is that is going to be supportive of your health when you walk out on the other end of this season. I think that's, that's kind of the thing I want to really encourage you to have in your mind is like, you know, this season will come to an end, 
you want to walk out of it as best as you can and not walk out of it being like, okay, not only was that really hard on us now because of, you know, all these areas that my health took a hit during this time because I couldn't do any of these things. Now I have all of these other hard things that I've got to deal with um, just as kind of natural consequences for that. And some of that, like, we can't help that, right? Like, I 100% know that my adrenals have taken a hit. <laughs> I, I just can't control that. But I can have a little bit of control over making sure that I'm trying to just be supportive. And so, you know, we definitely don't want to add a new stressor by like worrying about that. But if it's just something that we can make good, simple choices that are almost just automated, then we can reap the benefits of that on the other side of the season. That's kind of what I'm trying to get at during this. Another thing that I would really like to encourage you to be sure that you're focusing on is not just your physical health, but also making sure that you're taking care of your health mentally, emotionally, spiritually as well. You know, for me, when I'm going through a really challenging time, I think it's super easy for me to put some of that on the back burner and like spiritually, for example, probably one of the best things that I could do during a really difficult season for me is to sit down and spend time in the word. But I have a really hard time quieting my mind enough and sitting down and focusing on that when my mind is just really chaotic and full of, you know, stress and worries and all of that. And so one thing that was helpful for me was to make a playlist of a lot of my favorite worship songs that were just full of scripture and full of God's promises. And I would listen to that when I couldn't necessarily sit down and be quiet and read. Um, so I would listen to that on the way to the hospital, on the way home from the hospital. I would even turn it on in my dad's hospital room and it would just completely like change the whole feeling in the room. And so, you know, that's a really great tool to use. Also, you know, you could listen to the Bible app on the audio version and, you know, let them like read it to you. That's really helpful as well. And so I just find a way that you can incorporate that even if you're not necessarily in a good headspace that you feel like, you know, you're super motivated to just sit down and read. Because sometimes if you can just do that, turn on a worship song or just listen to it, then your, your headspace will start to change. And, um, then you're, you're able to do that more easily. At least I found that that was really helpful for me also on the kind of on the same, um, line of thought was during this, I kind of just came up with a few short like prayer phases, um, that, you know, I didn't feel, I think one, because I was so tired, but I just, my brain felt so muddy. I felt like I couldn't just, you know, I felt like I should, all the shoulds, right? I should be sitting down and just pouring over my Bible and I should just be praying these super long prayers, but I, I couldn't, like my brain was so chaotic and crazy. Um, and so one, I'm so glad that we had people praying for us. And two, you know, the Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us when we don't even know what to pray. And so very thankful for that. But also I think for my own, um, sake, I've came up with just a few of these like little prayer phrases that I could just say and pray that weren't anything like complicated. They were super simple, but you know, just like one, um, we were reading through Mark as a church and one of the stories in there, um, there's a man that's 
wanting healing, I think for his son. And, um, the Lord says like, do you, you know, do you believe this? And he's like, I do believe Lord help my unbelief. And for me, like that was one of the prayers that I just, I kept saying that phrase over and over. I believe help my unbelief. I believe help my unbelief because you know, like it's a roller coaster. Like you do want to have faith and you do believe, but then you're doubting and you are, what you're seeing in front of you doesn't match necessarily what you are hoping for in time and what you know that the Lord is capable of. And so I think it's helpful if you can maybe pull a few phrases from scripture or just have a a phrase that you pray when you can't really just, you know, maybe you can, maybe you have more clarity of thought than I can and you can just lay it all out. But I, in the moment I needed something just really short and simple, but that kept my brain where it needed to be. And so I think that that can be really helpful as well. And then the, the last thing I would say is, you know, um, just let people help you be willing to let people help you. That is really difficult for me. I don't know why I struggle with that, but I struggle asking for help. I have a hard time um, letting my guard down and letting people kind of come into my crazy or into my mess and help. And, you know, that was just, I had so many people like encouraging me, just let people help you. I had so many people offering to bring food, offering to send money, offering to watch my kids, offering to come clean my house, you know, all these things. And, um, it really wasn't easy for me to say yes to any of it. (laughs) And, but I, there was such a relief when I would ask for help or allow the people asking to help me to actually do it. Um, it just takes one more thing off of your brain and off of your plate. And so when people are asking how they can help you, just let your guard down and let them because it does really make a difference. It seems like such a small thing, but when you're in such a hard season, it, it actually is a really big deal um, to just have one tiny stressor taken off of you. And so even if it's difficult for you, accept the help, let your guard down, and it'll be good for you and good for the person that's offering to help and good for your relationship long-term. So those are just a couple of the things that have been helpful for me to just feel a little more grounded and to know that even though I can't focus on things the way that I want to right now, I'm still supporting my health and moving my health forward, even just little bits at a time. And so, you know, all of us are going to go through hard seasons and it's going to look different for everyone. And it hopefully will not be as traumatic or tragic as what's been going on with my family. Um, but everyone will have a season of their own. And when you are having a hard time, focusing on your health or you just aren't motivated maybe it's not even a necessarily a hard season but you're just not motivated um that that like want to is not there even though you know that you probably need to take some steps and focus on your health just use some of these tips of picking three things and of focusing on these areas you know physical emotional mental and spiritual and even if you're not checking off super big goals and you're not making huge strides, that's okay. Not every January is a season to make huge progress and to take on new things. And that is fine. And so, you know, we can just encourage each other, remind each other to do the best we can with what we have in the circumstances that we're in and that all seasons are temporary and do the best you can while you're in this one. So I hope that you heard something today that is helpful for you in this episode. And I'm looking forward to 
hopefully getting back to a little more regular programming around here and sharing more with you in a few weeks. I do have a postpartum recovery episode coming up that um, I'm looking forward to sharing with you. And if you want any of the links for anything that I mentioned in the um, episode today, like how I make my matcha or the Magic Mind Wellness drinks or my favorite um, vitamin, I'll have all of that in the show notes with clickable links. So make that easy for you guys. I hope that you continue to have a great rest of your day. Keep moving forward. Go love your people well. And I'll talk to you soon. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.